0: omnes! Welcome back to another episode of Medical Mind Field. I am Caecilius. And I am Metella. And we are are in Horto. Horto. Although a lot of us can talk about Caecilius for days, you definitely aren't alone if you get confused with all of the Latin terms. So why is Latin used so much in medicine? When the Romans conquered Greece in 146 BC, the knowledge and language of both cultures merged. And this meant that new medical ideas regarding disease treatment and containment emerged. Well, actually, more medical terms are based on Greek origin, and this is because the ancient Greeks were, in many ways, the founders of medicine. The ancient Greek practice of medicine revolved around the four humours, blood, phlegm, black bile and yellow bile. Hmm, lovely. The ancient Greeks believed that if these were not in balance, then the person was ill. Unfortunately, some of their techniques of dealing with this might have caused more harm than good. Like when they would violently shake their patients to figure out whether they had lung disease. Thanks, Hippocrates. And as we learned from horrible histories, Hippocrates would test samples from patients by tasting them. And by samples, we mean blood from a wound, snot, urine and earwax. And I'm guessing he'd proceed to vomit. But there we go, Hippocrates, the father of Western medicine. But urine and blood are used today as tests for illness. However, samples are not quite screened in the same way. Weird habits aside, Hippocrates, the famous ancient Greek physician, made lasting contributions to the medical field from over 2,000 years ago. The use of prognosis, the most likely outcome of a disease, and clinical observation are still used today. He also popularised the systematic categorization of diseases. The Hippocratic school of medicine revolutionised ancient Greek medicine, establishing it as a discipline distinct from other fields that were more associated with philosophy and rituals. Hence, medicine as a discipline was born. But of course, we can't move on from Hippocrates without mentioning his most renowned work, the Hippocratic Oath. This was a list of promises that had to be made by a doctor, and some of the original promises were to respect the person who taught you the art of medicine and teach others freely, not to bring any harm to patients and to advise them to the best of your ability, to not administer poison to anyone nor advise anyone to do so, to give no sort of medicine to any pregnant women with a view to destroy the child, To not cut anyone, but leave that to the surgeons. Doctors and surgeons were not actually considered the same profession. However, with more knowledge and huge changes in societal values, the Hippocratic Oath that many doctors swear into when they graduate medical school has... No surprises here. ...changed. Another famed physician you might not have come across is Claudius Gallant, one of the most legendary doctors in the Roman Empire. He lived around six hundred years after Hippocrates, and his views influenced Western science for more than one thousand three hundred years. He studied the body using animal dissections as human dissection was strictly prohibited, but he would encourage his students to look at the dead bodies of gladiators. Some of his anatomical structure of the body and physiological function of the body findings were actually accurate as far as we know today. For example, he stated that urine was produced in the kidneys, as opposed to the bladder, which was the common belief. One of his most important discoveries was that arteries carried blood. Although this doesn't sound as exciting to us, it was groundbreaking at the time, as it meant he could use pulse as a sign of illness, which we still do today. In ancient times, medical records were chronicled by hand, creating medical terms and books. For example, the term diabetes or diabetes mellitus has origins in both Greek and Latin. The 2nd century AD Greek physician Aretas, the Cappadocian, explained that his patients with polyuria, passing too much urine, passed water like a siphon. A siphon is a device which allows liquid to be transferred from one container to another through an inverted U-tube. The water moves up one side, across the middle, and then down into a lower container under the influence of gravity. The word for siphon in Greek was diabetes, and so the term was born. In relation to diabetes, Aretas was referring to frequent urination, a symptom of diabetes. The term mellitus was added when ancient Chinese and Japanese physicians noticed dogs were particularly drawn to the urine of diabetic people. This was due to the sweet taste stemming from the high levels of glucose in their urine. How to decipher medical terminology? We've talked a lot about the history behind all of this confusing jargon, but there is actually a system to help you decipher it. Medical terminology, the language used to precisely describe the human body, its components, processes and conditions affecting it, as well as procedures performed on it, actually has quite regular morphology. Essentially, the same prefixes and suffixes are used to add meanings to a root. The root of a term often refers to an organ, tissue or condition. A prefix is then added, coming before the root. It identifies the word's meaning by revealing further information about the location and area of the body. For example, epidermis, epi is above and surrounding, and dermis means skin. Suffixes are inflectional endings that convey definite features including circumstances, development and protocol for the condition. For example, arthritis, itis meaning inflammation of an organ tissue, etc. It may all seem a bit new, but some of our most used abbreviations come from Latin too. For example, eg, exempli gratia, or etc, ps, postscriptum, ie, id est, or that is, nb, note bene, or note well, ad lib, ad libitum. Well, seeing as you're such an expert, Miss Latin GCSE, it's time for your medical vocab test. Okay, hyperglycemia. Um, Okay, so I'm thinking hyper definitely means more or, yeah, high or more. Glyce is usually to do with sugar and emia is usually to do with the blood. So I'm thinking high blood sugar. Uh, Exactly. So hyperglycemia is an excess of blood glucose in the bloodstream. Next one, protein neurosis. Well, protein is pretty self-explanatory if you do science at school, so I'm guessing that's just protein.: Yep. Um, urea is usually to do with the urine, so I'm guessing it's something to do with protein in the urine.: Yep. So urasis, the suffix, is actually actually means relating to or appearing in the urine, so protein uresis is protein in the urine. Okay, The next one, dialysis. Um, lysis usually means to burst, and I'm not quite sure what dialysis means, but I have to say I do know what dialysis means, um, it's the filtering of the blood. Indeed, so dia actually means through or throughout, so dialysis is a method of separating particles of different dimensions in a liquid mixture using a thin semi-permeable membrane. I wouldn't have guessed that much detail, but okay. <laughs> the next one then, exogenous. Genius? Oh no. The next one, exogenous. Um, Exo usually means out of, and genus, I would say something to do with genetics or DNA. So I'm guessing it's outside of... The DNA? The DNA? Well, not quite. Exo Ugh. is outside, but um, exogenous um, uh, um, means something that comes from outside the body. And genus arises from the Latin, um, which you should know. Well, I was thinking more nowadays, which I guess <laughs> okay. is my bad. The last one, hemorrhage. Hemorrhage is, well, heme is usually blood again or red Mm -hmm. blood cells Um, I'm not sure about the suffix but I think it means um, bleeding (laughs) (laughs) sufficient bleeding (laughs) Bridge the suffix so (laughs) R-H-A-G-E denotes excessive or abnormal flow um, or discharge from an organ or part so hemorrhage is excessive bleeding okay so all in all four out of five not too shabby. Not too bad, yeah. I guess Latin GCSE served me well. Velete omnes! We hope you enjoyed this rather historical episode of Medical Mindfield. Make sure to follow us on Spotify and Instagram at Medical Mindfield for future updates. See you next time!